Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA ambassadors and other high-profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com. Well, when I started running, I suppose I didn't stop. And when I got the chance to go, I said I'd stay going, so it opened up. We're running the small little fish out there, so we are, and uh, we're trying hard to make it through. But it's hard to get the breaks when you're the smaller fish. Because I love this county so much, you know. And it's just, I'm delighted that the lads, the lads did it for the people of Walford today because, like, I'm, heart, I'm heartbroken. <laughs> big news in the hurling world is that Eamon O'Shea is back in with Tipperary. Cheddar and Michael are here in studio with me and like I mean he was with um, Liam Sheedy when they won the All-Ireland Cheddar and it just seems like this is a no-brainer and it's actually Liam Sheedy is on record for saying that it's one of the first phone calls that he would have made when he was coming back in. You're the manager, get in your favourite coach and he's a very highly rated coach, didn't get to win the All-Ireland when he's a manager but um, it probably isn't the biggest surprise in the world actually. No, um, it isn't. Um, look, let's just talk about Eamon O'Shea, the man, first of all. Um, look, Eamon is a professor in NUIG, as a lot of hurling people know, um, and, you know, has published a lot of really important uh, papers on, on the area that that, um, that he works in. And he sort of, sort of even aside from that, um, works a lot with ageing population and with dementia that has produced a lot of really important and has, you know, has really served, I suppose, Irish society outside of hurling a lot in, in, in the last couple of years. Um, and you know, I'd also say he would be hugely respected, but actually is a very respectful man as well. And I know in my time as manager of Leash um, would have always played practice matches, and you know would have been very honest in appraisal and things and like that. So, so on a personal level, I would have huge time for him. And um, and I think you know his philosophy in hurling would suit Tipperary. He likes uh, you know free flowing hurling, I suppose, uh, skillful hurling, opening up space in the forwards. But it's probably a little bit different. Dan will say, you know, I've, I've discussed, um, you know, what I see Paul Kinnark doing in Limerick and that, which is a little bit more structured than what he did in, in Clare. Um, I think Eamon does sort of, you know, gives the tools to the players to be able to do the job rather than maybe having it as much structured um, as we see. Now, look, that could change. Um, the only thing I'd say is that, look, tip at the minute in the last couple of years, I think we're sort of searching for a way of playing, a style of play. 
and I think Eamon will bring that too I mean, very very you know he, he thinks an awful lot about the game um, and I think he'll do that with him and you know he really gets forward coaching and creation of space and all of that and look Tip have some serious forwards who you might say in the last couple of years you know I'm not so sure that the game you know suited the way the John McGrath and that play and the Noel McGrath play um, so and I think uh, you know so I think he'll solve a, a lot of that and I think marry that then to Liam Sheedy's intensity like Tip have definitely raised the intensity of their play here and their work rate and that and then just bed in the team get the right players in the right place and look you have a fair you have a fair start on getting Tipperary back to being a competitive team again um, so I, I think it's uh, there's a real positive look there's some negatives about it as well um, you know where you know in terms of his role within the management team you know where does Tommy and where where does Dara fit into that and you know because Tommy's a coach too and a highly respected yeah. coach isn't he huge respect and so would Dara uh, Dara Eganby um, you know so like all of those things would not need to be very clear beforehand I'd have no doubt that Liam would have had all of those things well sorted out beforehand real clarity on the roles within the team here but I do see a lot of positive uh, um, you know there's more positive certainly than negatives about Eamon coming in to an bear in mind it's into his own home county Um, but look there's a little bit of a health warning on that it worked the last time just press the button it'll work the next time Mm. look that rarely happens so it's what they're going to do and uh, you know the transformation that they're going to get into their team and there's some serious issues to fix in their team Um, you know we've discussed this a lot last year you know their their central positions need to be fixed their pace around the middle third needs to be fixed and certainly their distribution of all into forwards needs to change you know radically I think towards what they were doing over the last couple of years so there's a lot of work to do but there's incredible talent to be able to work with there and I think Eamon has that level of intelligence and you know just knowledge about how to make the thing work that I think he'll bring an awful lot to that management team I hope it's not a situation Michael where um, you know Eamon can you do this Jeez, I can't really Liam but probably a little bit too busy Tommy can you do this yeah, yeah. I can then Eamon, then Eamon rings up I can do that actually Liam oh shit right well yeah. Tommy will you take the backs Eamon you take the forward <laughs> I'm no, sure that's not how no, it worked no, out no I, I doubt it like, when you see Liam, <laughs> Liam's statement he's, he's coming in after the league and um, obviously he's hugely respected everyone here you hear speak about him hugely respects the man and I've no doubt that he spoke about his management to the management team about it before any of this happened you know and like with Tommy Dunn there and Eamon coming in like there, like I, Tommy trained me with Dublin he's a brilliant coach like Eamon's yeah. one of the best coaches I've ever had and does he coach both backs and forwards or does no, he no yeah backs and forwards yeah just a general hurling coach really, right. like you know but the experience the man has you know and he's a real um, determination about him and concentration like he'd be very serious training and he, he, he when he came into us he was actually a bit cautious about am I being a bit too serious lads because I think he went in hell for leather with the tip lads in his first int and I didn't know. I don't know if it went down too, too well. But when he came back, to, when he came to us, he was absolutely brilliant, and I couldn't say a bad word about him. But if you bring Eamon in on top of that, like it's a hugely experienced team to have there. Yeah. And uh, as as Cheddar said, with the distribution was the main aspect of the trouble that's been given Tip for the last few years. And I think you can see it in their game over the last few league games. They're, the, the distribution was so much better than what it was. So. Yeah, well, I think Tipperary's problem is an identity crisis. In mm-hmm. that, like, I mean, I, I don't like. Obviously, that's I'm you're the experts here, but this is my uneducated view. Isn't that I'm when you say what's Tipperary's style of play now? It's it's not. You can tell Limericks, you can tell Galways, you can tell Kilkenny's are a little bit confused as well. I think mm-hmm. that Tipperary and Kilkenny are trying to move slightly away from their traditional game. And not really knowing how to go as far as Limerick have gone, would that be, you know what I mean? Or, or Clare, or Cork, who completely changed the difference. I think they're they're stuck halfway between the two. 
I don't think it's following. Uh, that would be, would be following a fashion, and anybody mm-hmm. knows Liam Sheedy, he wouldn't be following a fashion. I can tell you. Um, so it's really to do with the, the the type of player that you have. And you know, but if he's playing bubbles and Noel McGrath the half forward line, he's not playing lads. Their class scoring the, forward. So he's not really putting workers uh, there. He's only got one. Whereas Limerick have a half forward line with class and workers and GPS road runners and mm, you na- yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's the point I'm making, really, Willie. I suppose um, do they have ball winning half forwards? If they don't have it, they're going to have their distribution. Then is very very different. And I, I think if you looked at the stats of Tipperary in the last couple of years. Um, and this is no fault of Michael Ryan. I, I need to qualify that he's been a brilliant manager, one in All Ireland, and sometimes, particularly last year, got a bit of, you know, bad press, um, and it really wasn't his fault. But Tip do need to fix this. This is the type of player to have up front. They have a lot of really skillful uh, players. Might need a little bit more pace, but but they're very very skillful stick men, and you know, very good conversion of of chances but those chances need to arrive um, maybe 70-30 in a forward's favour not a contested ball and a lot of the stuff they were doing last year was just a simple diagonal ball across the field Party might be playing wing back as it did in the league final below in Kilkenny and, and knocked a lot of ball across the field but look defences their systems eat that up now you need to be much more sophisticated and have a number of things going on as well to really throw good defences you know off of that so I, I think that's where um, you know obviously Tip need to fix defensive they're, they're, they're just conceding too much at the minute and they're moving players around in the defence too much and they haven't fixed three and, and Is pace uh, a problem in their defence and their forward line? Uh, it, look uh, I, I think touch and and skill and all of that probably negates pace um, and uh, you know I suppose hurling intelligence in other words you'll get to the ball quicker than the other person is because you think quicker than he does um, I, I think that negates pace to a certain extent uh, but if you are going to play in defensive wing forwards then you need leggy runners because they cannot just have a defensive role they also have to have an offensive role and their run through the middle is what's opening up the other defence and you know making defenders to look out for where they're coming from and that um, so I think they have a good little bit to do in terms of looking at the style of play and looking at the players that will fit into that but I think if they do and they get it right you know, they are serious contenders they have incredible uh, talent at their disposal Yeah we've gone a little bit into analysis there yeah. I was keeping that for part three but he <laughs> brought it there lads not me yeah. so um, another one, one I want to talk about I saw this stat Martin Brehney I don't think I've ever used anything belonging to him in this show before <laughs> right. but there's a first time for everything but I like numbers and I like stats yeah. and I thought this was interesting Cork have the highest return from freeze 44% of their scores have come from freeze so far in the first three Division 1A rounds followed by Kilkenny on 42% Tipperary 38 Wexford 32 Limerick 31 and Clare only 27% so Clare getting a lot from play and I'm just wondering, is there anything to read into this? Now, we know Cork have really fast forwards that take you on. And they're just being pulled down, you know. And yeah. then I would look at Kilkenny not far off that. And I think, well, maybe Kilkenny don't really have that same mm. style of forward. So my theory on why Cork were getting that money from Freeze, I thought maybe Kilkenny doesn't stack that up. But I'm not too sure what you think. Well, the first thing's first, they have the best free, free taker in Ireland from Patrick Horgan. That's he's phenomenal. Patrick, yeah. like, you know, he just doesn't miss that man for anywhere from 75, 80 yards. He's, he's unreal, will he? And again, they do take on forwards, but Kilkenny do it as well. Like they mightn't be as pacey, but the second a Kilkenny man gets the ball, 
he, he runs at you. He runs at you. Like any men don't tend to go backwards or sideways. They run straight at you. Right. So it's very hard. So you failed him or you dispossessed him. So I'd say that's that's the reason why Kenny are up there as well. Okay. You know? So Kenny are pretty no, much similar. They're really good. They're very aggressive when they get the ball. And the pace wise, they wouldn't be up there with Cork. But it's just they're very aggressive when they get the ball. It's route one all the time. And that's why they create so much goal chances. Yeah. So and what would you put Clare being so clear? Almost half of. Cork cheddar is there anything like I mean how it's a bit of a disparity there now I don't know if we could read anything into it or Claire not taking lads on an offer or they uh, like I, do, I pay no attention to statistics <laughs> really, until I see the context of them and, and all of that um, I, I, I worry from Claire in, in a different sense that they do seem to concede a lot yeah. of frees to that type of team um, and look I said this last year I just think that their defensive screen and particularly their full back line needs to be a little bit tighter and not concede those one thing that's glaring from this though is it's absolutely crucial to have a 9 out of 10 free taker in you know in the way the game is going I mean Pat Horgan scored 15 points from freeze mm-hmm. of what was it 120 so you know 1-5 came from play like that's a, that's a, no, that, that's a little bit of a damning statistic on Cork as well to be honest with you uh, but it's also one on Clare conceding that you know no one going out that Pat Horgan's going to be taking freeze and to concede 15 handy scores to them it wouldn't be good and, yeah. and, and look, it may, you know, as Michael has said, it may very well be that the pace in the Cork attack. And look, teams do this now. The, 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 the primary possession winner's first thing is to take on the player, eyeball him, and you either have to foul him or you draw, he draws in you as a defender and then he pops off to pass to the runners. You know, it's not that all the teams are doing that. Um, so there is going to be freeze. And it goes back and maybe a point, Willie, to what Brian Carroll said the last of that, 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 you know, you really need to, to coach the technique of the tackle now oh, for absolutely. defenders and forwards. Yeah. Um, because other than that, Pat, you're going to make Pat Horgan an all-star. And he is, he's probably, I'd say he's one of the finest strikers of the ball or the cleanest strikers of the ball I've ever seen and certainly one of the most skillful players. Um, but look, all free takers are like that anyway. There's no point in just saying, well, look, we won't foul against Cork. You know, you have yeah. TJ coming into the Kilkenny team. Do you want to foul against Kilkenny and give TJ another 15? And, and the RFLs that are like, when you watch the Clare defence, they struggle to stand people up, will you? Like, mm. really struggle. Like, if you're coming into a tackle, I hate being static as a defender. I don't like to move with the forward because they have to throw the ball up in the four steps. Yeah. Right, there's your Same chance. as football. It's only That's four steps where you get the. Like, hurling's coaching, more, isn't it, Michael? really more because they have to throw the ball out. You know, yeah. so either strike it or throw it out. And you have that really good, like, that's your time to tackle. So the timing is everything. Brendan Bugler used to be brilliant at it. He got away with murder, but he was a very clever defender. And that's, he wasn't the paces that had. What about JJ? Yeah, and, and J- exactly. <laughs> and JJ, many times you see that flick coming in. It's just timing is everything. But, you but know? that's discipline and that's coaching and timing. Absolutely. And I, I, is that one on one coaching no, being no, done? It's much more than that. Well, you, I think what's really <coughs> happening here and what re- Limerick are really showing up here is the creation of the space in the forward is now creating one on ones. Yeah. So you do need to be a good tackler, but you also need to look at, at closing down the space because if the the forward has time to collect the ball in position turn quickly and take you on and he's able to do that at pace yeah. as Michael is saying it's, it's difficult to, to actually stand him up and force him to go backwards without actually fouling yeah. him and yeah. look, for, you know forwards will play for the free if they can why wouldn't they if they're going to get a free um, so I, I think it, it's not alone that and of course it brings you a full circle here now so how are you going to close down the space you will rarely see that level of, 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 of uh, freeze being conceded to a team that, that plays with a def- defensive screen or that could 
be a midfield defensive screen, it could be your wing forwards, or it could be a sweeper or whatever. But one of the problems here is the amount of space around the man in possession that he's ever he's enough time to be able to turn, take you on and run at you. And look, that's difficult to defend against. Mm. Yeah. Some referees are a little bit whistle happy too. Like I mean Wexford Tip and, and Liam Shady commented on that. I thought watching that it was mm. he was a bit whistle happy. Yeah. And a similar thing in Nolan Park as well. A little bit soft freeze maybe and I think if they start giving soft freeze lads this is a, a vicious circle that players will start throwing the shoulder back and maybe playing for them because oh, absolutely. I think it was towards the end of the Wexford tip game and I don't know who did this now I'm not sure if you'll even remember um, it was towards the end and one of the Wexford players threw his hurl back like it was being held yeah. it wasn't being held at all <laughs> that's an old even, one Willie is it, is <laughs> if you're going by someone the hurl stays there for <laughs> <laughs> more seconds oh, I love this so this is a new one now is yeah, it? that's a that, that's been going around for years like as you pass a man out you just leave it there for a few seconds ref <laughs> so like he's pulling you back yeah absolutely you know And uh, but most of the time you are holding you, like, you get that hold and release and hold and release and you know you get them little moments in games where you do it but there's definitely this new thing with the refs with a high tackle they're really blowing yeah, yeah. anything and it's very hard to tackle and hurl them without mm. being a little bit high like you know you can't really keep your hands down too often when you're meeting a fella so I, I don't know I, I'd hate to see every game now becoming like whistle happy as they are because there's not that much dirt going on in the league anymore. Like so, lads. No, are, no. That's why mm. I'd hate to see it come in. But it's mm. a directive. I love all these little t- sneaky little <laughs> tricks. Now, like, I mean, Brian Carroll told uh, one on Monday, lads. I don't know if you heard it. He was marking JJ in Nolan Park, and he said that uh, JJ probably won't remember this, but the ball was cleared down from the Offaly defence, and he was beside JJ, and he says, "Well, right, I'm going to." I'm going to have to put it up to this lad now and I'm going to go up and catch it he says just when the ball was halfway down he felt this elbow in the side of the head right so he got a good elbow inside the head he went down his ears were ringing and the funniest part of it all he could hear lying on the ground was this huge cheer as JJ catches <laughs> but I suppose the tricks of the trade That's and hurling amazing, are all yeah. new to me so I'm always, but the leaving the hurl back like yeah, it's been pulled oh, and the hands out at the same time like waving at the ref That's so. a brilliant one I yeah. definitely would have used that if I was a hurler um, I have this one down because we, we briefly talked about this on Monday, but since you're here, Michael, and Cheddar as well, um, from a management point of view, the Dublin were very disappointing against Galway. Like, I mean, you'd imagine do, do, with Galway not at full strength and Dublin not far off full strength that they would have put yeah. up a better performance. But he brought off young Whiteley after 21 minutes. He brought on young Heatheran after 26 minutes. Yeah. It's Heatheran, isn't it? Yeah. And he had Donald Burke brought on for O'Connell on... 35 minutes at half time yeah. now uh, well I'll go to you Cheddar first because it's from a management point of view what message are you trying to send your players there and are you on dangerous ground to, uh, of embarrassing players or have you ever done that um well, look, again, I don't want to fudge the, the question, Woolly, but you don't know the circumstances. Were they injured? Were they injured coming no, into the match? No, those three I don't think were injured because Keane O'Callaghan went off in the 38 minute now. He had a hamstring injury, so there's nothing about injuries yeah. in the other three. No, or did you tell the player, look, um, I want to see everything you have, I'm going to give you 30 minutes there and you are coming off. You know, was it, were, were all of these things pre-planned? Well, well, just for the sake of the discussion, say they weren't. Um, Look, you would have thought all of those things through long in advance. This is not some knee-jerk reaction, reaction you would make during the course of the game. You may need to, to give a signal, not necessarily the player taken off, maybe to a whole pile of other players. Um, um, you know, so it, 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 it would be very unusual you would do it just knee-jerk reaction to, to teach a player something because it never works or it rarely works. Um, you, you, you know, there's the old saying of, of people don't remember what you say to them, but they remember how you made them feel. And, um, you know, you, 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 if, if a 
players are the fields that the manager has lost confidence in him by by you know making a decision like that. Sometimes it's a little while to repair that. I do think that Dublin. Um, you know, Dublin are definitely going to change the way they're going to play, um, and there's going to be you know a lot of changes. I think in the in the way Dublin played this year, in the way that, that they played last year, um, and to do that, um, look, you've you've no option. You are going to break some Delphi or simple as uh, because you are. Some people are going to be disappointed, and some of those players may be long-standing players. You know, who would have seen their future um, under the previous Dublin management for the next couple of years have been central to that, and now that they're not. And I'm going back to the point I think we discussed last year about. about about uh, Derek McGrath, the man management of that is absolutely critical. And, uh, you know, the, just the talk to the player and the chat to the player before and after the match and the next week of training and all of those um, are, I think, are really crucial because all players now are look, they're very, very intelligent. They know what's going on around the place. They can see what's going on in front of them. Maybe in my day, everybody was just delighted to just pull the jersey on and off you went and you could have done anything and, and, and there wouldn't have been any real backlash about those things. But it's crucially important in Dublin, and I think they are going to change. Their way is going to change. How you manage that change is absolutely massive. And look, I know Matty to be in that game in the HR area and that, and he, you know he knows that to change behaviours and all of those things and to keep everybody aboard and everybody motivated and all that. Um, you know he knows the way to do those things. Um, so I would probably guess that okay, there was there were some fairly serious changes early in the match, um, but I, I I think you know I'd say he had that well planned, not necessarily. The, the actual change but the fallout of the change as well Right it's difficult to know Michael like I mean I've been brought on and brought off in the same game my nose didn't go out of joint because I knew like it was probably yeah. the right decision but I've been taken <coughs> off in other games where I've been absolutely livid yeah. and that, that's complete bullshit you know and yeah. I don't know like I mean 21 minutes you're the like game giving, was, giving a young lad the game was getting away from him then around that stage really, but I don't think so the corner that, forward gets exactly, it first exactly well, yeah, exactly. great tradition I don't, I don't the, think yeah. that, change, that change was going to make it but like that it was getting away from them but as, as Shedder said only the manager knows that and the player the big thing for Dublin for me is like it's a huge transformation in Dublin now not per, not personnel wise because they're quite a young panel like they have the same players as last year but the way Maddie wants them to play is completely different like Pat Gilroy played a style of long ball in win your own ball and get the ball in quickly to the danger zone Maddie plays nearly every line of the pitch making your way yeah. the ball makes its way up the pitch it's a dangerous game because you have to take on a man and you have to have confidence in your pass and it's going to break down at times but if he has to implement this game plan and he needs a bit of bedding in time but at the moment Dublin are just sort of trodden along and going nowhere so I, I was very interested to see that can the cool, cool game plan that works so well for Maddie transfer over to the inter-county at the moment it's not because it's much more it's much harder as a player to pass out a club, uh, inter-county player than a club man because most club, most inter-county players now are fitness and they're big and they're much harder to take on yeah. than, than at the club scene where you're going to have a few weak links throughout the, throughout the team so at the moment they're struggling. Now they have got the players to play well. It's a really strong panel with Dublin. But at the moment they're just he does he seems to be struggling to implement that game plan the with game them. Plan. You know, and it's a huge game this this week with Waterford because they, like it was hard to tell the first few weeks where they were at. Like they beat Carlo, they struggled against them at times. But then Carlo put in a great performance against Galway. So he didn't really know where they were at at the moment. But Galway they really they went down with a limp performance. I wouldn't mind if they went down and their intensity was huge and all, but they lacked everything in the, in the game. Yeah. They, sort of, they could have been beaten by a lot more, you know. So I think it's a huge game this weekend against Waterford and it's in Parnell Park. 
and I would discuss the anything and I think the players would as well anything but a win this weekend I think you have to remember as well Limerick's first year with John Kiley they lost yeah. the player and there weren't any great shakes at all and yeah. it was the following year where they saw yeah. the great and Canark when was in there the first yeah. year so like I mean it this takes a while, like, obviously you know. must take a while so like I mean the disappointing thing for Dublin again we're getting into analysis in the start of the show <laughs> but the disappointing thing for Dublin is that because of the change of manager and because of the manager's <coughs> philosophy you're actually not building on last year's improvement yeah. really at all you're, it's like last year didn't really happen is it? Well, well in this instance that's definitely the case um, Willie, but to be honest with you I think that needed to happen um, I'm not too sure where the game plan from last year was going to go next um, because it was very reliant on, on a couple of sort of traditional yeah. things that you know you could negate pretty quickly with a good defensive game plan what I was surprised a little bit about that is actually, actually Fergal Whiteley is the, and I've seen him play club uh, and I know what he can do and I was surprised that he'd be the sort of player that would fit into Matty's game plan yeah, absolutely. And he was a very energetic good ball carrier um, uh, you know good good at running through the lines and that so you know I was surprised that, that that was the case but as I said earlier on look you don't know the details and when you don't I certainly you know w- wouldn't criticise a move like that but I would be amazed if it was just made made to teach anybody a lesson because look th- those things don't work uh, conversations and and um, you know good one to one chats with players and that is what works all the other stuff has a short shelf life as far as I can as far as So I can. you might be able to clear something up here Cheddar for us because you've obviously been a manager and you've been around the game a lot longer than us why do the two corner forwards get it the very first time no matter, no matter where you're losing on the field <laughs> The corner forward gets the curly finger yeah. ahead of everybody else. Can you have? Do you have any theory on why this poor chap in the corner, who's getting starved of ball because there's issues somewhere else in the field, gets dr- pulled in aside and be, is made the scapegoat? I do be amazed with some of that. I, I don't think it's. I don't think you see it as much anymore now. Will yeah. you? But certainly years ago, you you would have seen that. And uh, well, we saw it twice here because yeah. Whiteley and Heather and you know, Moore, yeah, Whiteley, yeah. <laughs> the two he before the route Whiteley does it most of the time, you know. But um, yeah. uh, Brian Carroll would be able to answer this. Like, it's such a my brother played corner forward and he always got whipped off <laughs> if we mm. weren't playing well. And and the ball wouldn't necessarily be going up there will he so I don't know it was just an easy option for a manager a lot of time back I know, in the day I, I can yeah. see some reasons for that in club Michael because um, mm. generally speaking the corner forward he may not have been an out and out um, uh, corner forward he was probably last into the team mm. um, and um, you know he's probably in corner forward because the, the your, your main players are on the half hour line or something like that yeah. I could see some reason like that and then some some fella makes a knee jerk reaction to something saying I'm going to whip somebody off here now because I need freshness in the team or something like that sure. the first fella to come off as the last in sort of thing it's like the old HR policies here um, but I, I don't think you see it that much anymore because I think the all of the things now are so role specific um, so if you see a corner forward being taken off now he's probably not just doing his job in the game plan that you're looking for or a wing forward or something like that and you probably have somebody else there that can do it now that's not saying the next day that could be role reversal the other person could do it for you mm. and I think that, that's the real that's the real where you're really trying to drive to with strength and panel which is what the Kilkenny's and the Dublins have now uh, they probably have two players to play every position in terms of what they're looking for and you really need that strength and depth uh, because look anybody can have a bad day and just play you have bad, poor form in the day and you just need to change something you do need to change it early um, it wouldn't cost me a thought to change something after 10 minutes if somebody was the critical player in your game plan either wasn't doing or just was having an off day or something like that look you've got to change it you can't lose a match yeah okay that's fair enough um, modified helmets lads last one here before we talk to Johnny McGurk is modified helmets so there's some horrific uh, 
images last week about uh, Hurler uh, getting his hand caught in a helmet that was modified mm. and the face guard going through his middle finger and down into his little finger as well. Yeah. How common is this, Michael, that people are going out and... T- do, do they take two bars off and leave one? Yeah, or is well, well, not anymore, Willie. Like, when I started, everyone had a modified helmet. Like, like They had a one bar down the middle and then missing all the others. And it was more, they said, seeing, like, you know, you can see the ball better. Can more, like, you, get more, you can see more on the pitch. But there used to be bars everywhere in the, micro, the old micros, so they were difficult enough to see in. But these days, the, the new Cooper and the new micros... They're brilliant. Like there's no there's no excuse for cutting out bars. Right. So it's either a player just has his own his own superstition or his own um his own bad habits. But uh, these days there's no need to cut them off. When I started, right. everyone had a modified them. And they are when you cut the bars off, there's very sharp edges on both sides where you cut. So like you're left with like very sharp edges both sides. So if anyone's hands around there, you're gonna cut the hand off. Somebody. Jesus, how you and a hurl can get in or a slitter. So can get in, which makes it more dangerous. And, and the, it doesn't. And your opponents makes no, no sense at all. So this is just a really bad design on these helmets. Like I mean, sure, I could tell you that putting a bar across that up that high doesn't make it. Up, yeah, well, not anymore. It, it, years not ago, anymore. Stop it so case, he, he, this fella might have been wearing an old helmet or yeah, something. I'd say so. Yeah, I don't know. It looks very dangerous, cheddar. Um, yeah, yeah um, I suppose Michael has, has explained it well. There's sort of personal preference, really, mm-hmm. and, and particularly, uh, look, it doesn't happen anymore now, but um, um, and I can't comment too much on helmets because there wasn't too many around. <laughs> no, you wore one, though, Cheddar, did you? I did towards the end of my career, and I struggled badly. We we no we no visors, just um, the top of just, just, yeah. just, just the helmet. The helmet yeah. Maybe we all had thick schools back then. I don't know. <laughs> our, our players today gone a little bit soft, but it's a very serious issue, Willie. Um, because uh, uh, obviously the changing of it, um, you know, even to the player yourself, you know, once you modify your her, your, your your helmet, and let's say you got a very serious injury, God forbid. Insurance. Uh, insurance yeah. goes, Michael. You know, and look, oh, right, this yeah. is no different yeah. than a car. You mm. modify your car and, you know, uh, and, and you're in an accident and the insurance assessor comes out and he looks at it on behalf of the insurance company and says, well, that's not what I insured yeah. you for. Um, and look, all bets are off here and you're not insured anymore. So, look, it's, it's, it's and, you know, cover is withdrawn and all of that. So, look, it's a serious issue that needs to be looked at. But I, 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 rather than real heavy rules on it, um, you know, maybe we could look at it a little bit more first. Are there different helmets that we could get out of out of hockey or out of, you know, American football or something like that that might suit some concerns that some players have in terms of sight and all of those things? Um, and, you know, once you go through that and there, there's no other options open to you, well, you probably need to say to a player, look, you're insured while you have this, but when you haven't, you're not. And, of course, that raises another issue. Like... Uh, like everything else, all of these things are fine when things are going all right. But when things go wrong, you know, you, you, you know, where do you go? So if that chap had modified his helmet, and and the um, chap that was injured, in, uh, you know, claimed against him, the GA's insurance probably wouldn't cover it. Right. You know, so, so it's, a dangerous like, like game, it's, yeah. it's all right. It's all right, and it's funny. And you know, we make a laugh of. of Tick schools and all of that as I did a minute ago but it's a very very serious issue if there's an injury to a player and that should be priority and the player should be priority here at all at the times protecting them in every shape we can even from themselves wearing those type of helmets yeah. but I do have some sympathy with it because I struggled even with a helmet I had no visor um, I, I, I suppose I just traversed that time of when we started to wear helmets and I, I, I took me years to get used to it In or around the Camrose rivalry you started wearing a cheddar is that when <laughs> I <laughs> would as well <laughs> you, you need some body Jason you, you need some body padding for that one as well um, could, just quickly uh, how much is a helmet and does the county board buy it for you or do you have to buy your own helmet uh, I, I, don't, I think they're 70 euro at the moment like you know and there's no excuse at the moment Willie, because the helmets are brilliant now like the padding is great they're comfortable and you can see loads with them like 
I'd say that fellow either had an old helmet that he's had for a long time was modified yeah. a long time ago or but does the county board fi- f- footed like it would a pair of boots for you or do you responsible oh, no, for the, your I've, own helmet s- since I started yeah. with Dublin I've had my own helmet it's, mm. helmet's really important it's as a hoarder anyway, I, lo- I love right. my helmet you know mm. it's, you sort yeah. of it's no, important it, to you, you know. The it way, it so. is for the simple reason. Uh, I mean, it obviously has to fit you. And yeah. um, look, county teams would have, you know, you'd bring four or five with you as spares. Um, but, you know, the, it, it might take you four or five minutes to actually, you know, modify the studs on mm. it just to, in terms of, you know, if you have a small head or a big head right. or whatever yeah. the case may be. But it's not a case that you'd say, Cheddar, this lad needs a helmet and get a county board get another one. He'd go away and get it I himself. Know, you know, I, I know. Look, you'd have a little bit more pride in yourself, I think, than that, Wally. And, and, and um, as Michael says, your helmet probably does you for your whole career. It does. Ah, okay. Yeah. You know, okay. So. so you get your own helmet. But you ah, get yeah. the boot, you get the boots and stuff like that. It's not the same, yeah, you the same honour in yeah. the boots. You'll, yeah. you'll, be, yeah. <laughs> you'll be a tight with the yeah, boots, exactly. not with the helmet alright ok we'll come back and we'll talk to Johnny McGurk let's chill the beans we're still there's a lot of work to be done yet just give us a small bit of time just give us a small bit of time let's chill the beans but I tell you, give us a year, a year and a bit. Just give us a small bit of time. Just give us a small bit of time. Let's chill the beans. Let's chill the beans. Beans. Let's chill the beans. Let's chill the beans. Beans. Let's chill the beans. There still is a lot of work to be done yet. Just give us a small bit of time. Just give us a small bit of time. Let's chill the beans. But I tell you, give us a year, a year and a bit. Just give us a small bit of time. Just give us a small bit of time. Let's chill the beans. Derry are flying high in Division 2B after winning their first three games, obviously because they have a leash man in charge, but he's not joining joining us on the show. His coach and selector, Dublin man Johnny McGurk is. How's it going, Johnny? Yeah, all good. All good, Colm. Come here, how did a leash man and a dub end up managing the Derry Hurlers? Well, look, um, after the their manager stepped down, they, they, um, they were on the lookout and uh, John got talking to me, and and uh, before we knew it, we were we were on the road to Derry. Right. So, did you interview for it, or were you approached, or how did it work out? Well, uh, John would have, would have been speaking to them. So, uh, I think John had some links up there. He was with Cushion Doll last year, doing a bit of work with them. And, ah, okay. Uh, so it was kind of the the, the northern contact there. So. Um, so that's how that came about, you know. Right, OK. So you've been involved, and John, both of you have been involved at different stages with the Dublin under-21s. Um, I think John got them to an All-Ireland final, and you've been in with Jer Cunningham as a selector. So, like, I mean, you you would see this as as a next step up, maybe, to senior inter-county? Well, look, at uh, you know, inter-county is something that... Uh, any 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 man that wants to be involved in either management or or selector or trainer, you know, you, it's great to be dealing with with inter county players like they compared to let's say maybe maybe club players. They have a d- different outlook on it. They they they're fully committed. They want to go at it full on and and uh, yeah, really really enjoying it at the minute. Like, how are you handling the commute? How long are we talking? Or do you go up together in the car? Yeah, we travel up, so so I drive and then John would drive and look, 
you know, you get a lot of work done on the way up, whether you're whether you're sitting in the passenger seat with a with a laptop doing some analysis or or organizing weeks ahead or months ahead, like you know, you're talking I suppose with with a bit of a break on the way up you're talking anywhere from two and a half to three hours so uh up so um yeah, we'd we we'd um we get a lot of, we get we get a lot of planning done and a lot of work done and, and on the way up and on the way back, you know. Yeah, so I suppose that's it. Like, I mean, I think it was Fintan O'Connor who's managing uh, Kerry was saying something similar to me that the commute, you double that up on phone calls and you double it up on, on things that you kind of need to do, administration stuff that you might need to do. Yeah, like if you kind of compare it to being in Dublin, you're, you're, you're because you're you're local and it's kind of fairly consuming, whereas we you, you can park, you can walk away through the day you you can you can park a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that you need to get done knowing that you have the journey up to to sort it all out so you know you can you on that drive up you can you can get get a lot of work done you know we we get up there we're organized we're planned we 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 get our training done um and we're back down the road and we're planning ahead so um yeah it works out ideal so what kind of a squad did you encounter when you went up for your first session like i mean Derry weren't coming off a great way a great uh year last year they didn't win a league game at all um they got out of the group in the Christie ring but then then were beaten was it a squad low on confidence or what did you feel you had to work on um I wouldn't even have said that. Like when we went up at Force, I think the key, the key was to get the best dairy holders in into the squad and 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 training. Like uh, you know, from from point of view of last year, look, you know, I, uh, what, what went on as far as we were concerned, what went on last year went on last year, and last year was parked. Like uh, uh, we only looked forward. We were, and I suppose the players looked at that as well. The new management going out going in, you know, a, a new chance for the players and, you know, even a lot of the Kevin Lynch's lads um, maybe didn't commit last year and they come into the panel. So, like, you know, we, we went up and ran trial games, like, and we, we, you know, something in the region of 50 players. So, um, yeah, we've, you know, the panel has been strong from our perspective. We've been delighted with with uh, with the energy from from the off. That's the important thing in the weaker counties. I see it in my own county in Leash. There's a lot of fellas who haven't committed that sometimes getting fellas to commit at the lower levels is a lot more difficult because they don't have the big glamour days, you know, to work towards and things like that. Yeah, like at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's it, you know, firstly, they've got to enjoy it. You know, they've got to be fully committed. You can't go half at it. And, and I suppose... Look, looking at the the bigger picture, like you know, they can improve their game, something fierce. They can they can bring bring their own game onto the onto the next level. So, you know, to get into an inter county setup, from our perspective, we have to be organised. We have to have, you know, we have to have the training down to a T. We have to get as much as we can get done when we're up there. So, you know, so far, you know, and and again, every time we go up, we're, we're learning more and more about them. Like. So far, you know, we we've been fierce, impressed with the with the energy coming from them, with the enthusiasm, with the with the drive, with the bunch of players we have. Right. Okay. Where, what would you see a Division Two B team like? I mean, are they behind on strength and conditioning? Are they behind on a touch? Are they behind on confidence? Do you know, like, what what do you what would you target with them? 
bit of everything well, maybe well, ultimately you're, you're, you're looking to you're looking to target all areas you know um, we, we, we've all all McNicolin doing the strength and condition who's a, a top class operator so fortunately we're looking to get them in, in, in as good condition as possible you know that's being done at the minute from a Horland perspective when we go up we're looking to get you know speed of Horland speed of touch so all the time all the drills we do are, are looking to push them on push them on test themselves quicken up the Horland quicken up the Horland you know and and the, I suppose the third thing is belief like you know you know some people might, might turn around and say oh well you know the Horland's all about the, the bigger counties uh, you know these lads are, are fully fully committed and, and are, are just mad about the game like and we're, we're looking to just bring them on bring them on to a level you know higher than where they've ever been like. Yeah Joe Quaid is over to Westmead Hurlers and he thought confidence was a huge thing as well he thinks that the hurling is there a lot of the time but there's just you know you know the kind of thing where you always think other counties are doing doing things better than your county and that even works even if you're on similar levels but like I suppose in hurling it's magnified when it when you're a few levels down you just think you're so far off then then maybe you might be yeah, look, I, I think the key thing is is not to be looking at other counties. I, I think the key thing is to is to build a bond among uh, among among the panel, you know, and and get the belief and get and, and get the honour and get the drive in in the Derry jersey and and you know we can see that in the way they train, we can see that in the, the way they've played and look. At the same time, you know, there's a, I think there's a huge amount more to come out of these out of these players. Like, and you, you got to bear in mind, like, there's, you know, there's lads that have won Ulster titles and 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 pushed on, like, like the Slough Nail lads and that. So, you know, there's, there's quality through the panel, and it's, I think the key thing was getting the best lads on the panel, and we feel we have that now. So, so now what we, now what we need to do is just just work on all them areas. Technically, tactically, strength condition-wise, and belief, and and try and push them and improve them as as best we can. And and the most important thing is to enjoy it. Yeah, the 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 unfortunate thing about the Slough Nail fellas is that some of their best players, like Brendan Rogers and Chrissy McCaig, will be seen more as footballers. Is there any negotiations you could do there, or maybe probably with the schedule of the the leagues now and everything, the day of dual players is probably over. Um. Yeah, look, you know, Christy is Christy is captain of the football team. We had conversations with him. You know, Christy's going football, and it's as simple as that. There's, there's no wishing. We we wish him luck, the best of luck, and on he goes. Uh, Brendan Rogers is is looking to, <coughs> excuse me, looking to uh, hurl, and and as I say, he's footballing away at the minute. We we left him and let him let him football away through, through the league, and as I say, you know, he was out training with us last night. So you know. Uh, from a point of view of we we don't want to be flogging them players we don't want to be we don't want to be pushing them in a direction where they don't feel they want to go if they want to hold they're more than welcome to hold if they don't want to hold we're not going to put pressure on them Alright so Brendan Rogers was training with you anyway so like he's trying to keep his options open and and do a little bit of both if possible a little bit maybe like Keith Higgins in Mayo who plays football predominantly but plays hurling whenever he can Exactly yeah Right yeah. Yeah. Okay, you keep mentioning enjoyment. Like, I mean, that's obviously very important, and, and clearly, um, it's important for any squad. Yeah, like, uh, like you, 
you'll feel that energy from it. If they're, if, if, if they're enjoying it, they'll work hard. If they're working hard, they're improving, which, which, which means ultimately they're, they're, you know, they're, they're feeling good about themselves and know that they're getting better and better and better. And, and, you know, once you get by in, and I, and I suppose again, it, it's, you know, yourself with a squad. Like when it comes to when it comes to games, you're looking. You know, we've a squad of, uh, at the minute. We've a squad of kind of twenty seven in around that. You're 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 picking a match day panel at twenty six. So so you're leaving lads out there as well. So you gotta you gotta be dealing with them, making sure that they they are looking at the bigger picture and going to get the chance. And then you've lads who aren't getting around. So like you're dealing with different. I suppose different emotions to players, especially when it comes to the to the league games, and then I suppose more so when it comes to the championship. But um, you know, ultimately, you know, if you're if, if you're fair with them all, and and you you give them the feedback, and you and you you're you're looking to better them all, and you know any outside influences is, is is dealt with and you help them as best you can i i think they they will enjoy it and 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 that reflects on the pitch yeah exactly come here so you've 37 on the panel there's only six senior clubs in in Derry so six senior clubs so you'd be averaging six from each senior club maybe and well a few intermediates thrown in there as well so you're, you're not it's not an embarrassment of riches it's like you know well I think Carlo only have four senior teams so it's not quite at their level they're really batting above their weight no well you're looking at you're looking at six or seven maybe eight eight senior clubs so it's 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 uh, you know, it's it's stretch across and right. You'd have a good lot of Snockley lads, Kevin Lynch's lads, Banner, Balnas Green, um, a couple of Kula lads, Lavi, Namaha. You know what I mean? So Swatcher. So you've 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 a good array of clubs. Like, and as I say, you know, in fairness, from what we've seen, like the the the, you know, when it comes to club championship, they can go with each other. But when they when they come in the gates, come in the gates of own bag and they go and train, and they're 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 dairy holders. Right, okay. So, like, it's just a small area, I think. Is there, like, I mean, it's all in the Glen Shane Mountain area. What, there's a few clubs one side and a few clubs another side. The city do, wouldn't be very strong on the hurling. Well, it wouldn't. Now, Namaha would be the big club in the city, like, but, um, yeah, predominantly it's all out around the, around the, the, the say, the experience there. But, uh, but um, yeah, look, they're, they're, they're mad about their hurling, like, the, the, Top class facilities and they and you know they're committed. I saw a headline in the local paper before you started in the league. In it was uh, is it the Derry Journal? It's the local paper up there, and it said hurlers on media lockdown ahead of league opener. Um, I'm just <laughs> I'm just wondering because I actually retweeted it out. Um, just wondering where that came about. Well, no one would have known about that until you tweeted. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Look, it was the you know it was simple enough. I think we were only we were only up there I think ten days and and they were looking looking for interviews. All we were trying to do because in fairness we went in late enough. It was only over the Christmas that we met the players. Like right. so, really we were trying to get concentrating on on the on the the first league game was which was the game against Down. So uh, you know I think I think there was a bit more taken out of it than what it actually was. All it really was was look. You know, just let us. You know, because we were t- we were trying to get to know these lads too. Like we were going up. You know, we 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 had a lot to do. Like trying to trying to get to make sure we had the setup right, make sure we had the team right, trying to analyse players and get to know the players as quickly as possible coming into the league. So as so as we had the team right, because effectively we were probably 
we were probably even up to two or three months behind a lot of other counties like so um, right. so I think there was a lot more <laughs> there was a lot more got out of that than, than what it actually was and so I think uh, all that was parked aside once once uh, those conversations had after the down game so uh, it wasn't it wasn't a big deal Okay so the, the media lockdown is over anyways that's a, that's a, you can you <laughs> could, you could announce <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this lockdown it was just parked, parked at the gate for a, a week <laughs> Right okay now it's not just you I'm tackling on this I've tackled Michael Ryan I've, I've a pet hate about this uh, these kind of lockdowns but anyways I, I said I'd, I said I'd ask you so you have Warwickshire next right just to finish up um, like on the league you beat Kildare which was a huge win like they're Christy Ring champions and just had come down from two ways so like you're sitting pretty you know, well, is travelling away to Warwickshire, is that throw up another co- whole can of worms about staying in a hotel the night before and, you know, a, a different experience or the lads used to that? Look, there's, there's um, uh, travelling-wise, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely different. If we, if we look at the Kildare game, to be honest, we were probably lucky enough to win the Kildare game. It was a, a tight enough game, you know, Kildare had uh, had goal chances, we, we had chances and we were lucky enough to come out on the right side of it, but in fairness, we were lucky enough to come out the right side of it. So, um, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be going mad about that win because it, it could have gone either way, really. Um, going to work, sure, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely different. There's a bit of travelling and, and and play the game, and and uh, you know, down went over and they and and they got a hard over there. So, you know, we we've been totally focused on on being right for for Saturday, like and and as I say, travel arrangements are in place. We we'll get over there and we'll be rightly set and and we'll go with the game. Like it's it's an important two points because it, it would leave us leave us in a good position. So it's it's vital that we try and attack attack the game right and 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 hopefully we get the result. Yeah, well, listen, we'll be keeping our eye out on the Derry Hurlers results for the rest of the year. So best of luck with it anyways. And uh, well, with a leash man in charge, I'll, I'll definitely be supporting Derry anyways. So all the best for the year, Johnny. Thanks for taking the call. Good stuff. Thanks, Colin. Good luck. Bye. And the game takes on, can very, very often and take on a life of its own. What's tactics? I mean, you got to make decisions and you got to decide what you're going to do. And at the end of the day, you hand it over to the players and the players play. You know, the game was fast, was furious, was, it had everything really. You know, and you're, you're, you don't have too much influence on what's happening. What happened last year? It goes out the window, or the year before, or whenever it was. Tipperary, don't go away. The the air is the air. And the yeah. game takes on, can very very often and take on a life of its own. Okay, Paddy Power predictions. So we're starting off in Cusick Park at two o'clock on Sunday with Clare and Wexford. Um, Wexford have really dug themselves out of a hole, actually. Like, I mean, you know, they've had two good two good wins and they're now completely kind of safe. Um, Clare, on the other hand, have only got one win and they kind of could do with another one, even though there's no relegation. Although yeah. I've heard read a good one today, lads. You know, there's a relegation playoff out of 1A even though there's no relegation no, no so you can't make it's this open. stuff up no there is I didn't know so that so the, no. the match will mean nothing 
but the winner will be seeded higher than the loser for next year when they when they judge oh, around the, the divisions, yeah. whatever. Anyway, so we, we can <laughs> <laughs> forward to a, re- a relegation final. I was I was reading a piece during the week about from Peter Duggan. I always like when lads do interviews, and I t- there was one quote which I thought really summed him up. And he said, it's just about getting back to feeling like you can do anything. That would be where I find my edge. And I see Peter Duggan, and you can tell me what you think of him, as a streak player. That when he's on, he could do anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And for him to almost admit that, do you know what I mean? When he gets into the groove, like maybe he did against Galway and Crook yeah. Park, that there, there's nothing he can't do from the sideline, the, f- the fancy ones. But it's about him mentally getting getting there. Yeah, he nearly, he, he strikes as a player where he has to play on the edge and he can't really go in with a game plan because he, he strikes it, he doesn't really know what he's going to do himself and that's when he's at his best. You know, like that point yeah. he got was ridiculous but like you could never preempt him going to score a point like that and most lads would have got rid of it miles before he did, you know, so I definitely, he definitely looks like a confidence player when you're playing against him but uh, it's that's something you'll have to work on because if the, if the game's not going for you within 10-15 minutes you have to get out of your own head and just go out and let loose and maybe he'll, that will, he'll mature a bit and get used to the game And because th- that, that doesn't last long it doesn't give you longevity with inter- inter-county because too many lads you'd be man-marked over and he's going to be a marked man now because he was so good last year he has to get used to that you know that way yeah. so he has to be used to getting the sporadic score and then getting into the game eventually rather than just or I'm hot. I'm hot today. That's you it. Can't, you can't blow hot or cold. No, and that, that's so. that's important, Cheddar. I suppose. And like, if you like a confidence player, you can't base your game around confidence because that can get knocked. Like, mm. I mean, you base mm. your game around the basics and your good movement, maybe, or whatever you do in hurling. Um, you know, like the, I just want to get back to feeling like you can do anything. But what about the days you don't feel like you can do anything? Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's mm. it's an all or nothing kind of mind frame. And maybe I'm being unlucky un- to him. You always tell me you want to see the context of these <laughs> quotes that I pull out, Cheddar. Oh, I'll, put, I'll put another question back to you, Willie. Tell me a player that's not like that. Mm. Yeah, well, I think fellas who maybe know there's like what Michael said that you don't know what to expect from him really even in the system he kind of is a free spirit the way he floats around and free spirits don't know exactly where to be within the game plan if you know am I'm, I'm being am I making myself in any way clear <laughs> I, 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 I don't know look I, I suppose look Peter Duggan first of all I, I did see the article William, and I thought it was a very very honest article um, dealing with a lot of things outside hurling yeah. that, I very good that I thought was very well put together and uh, you know very welcome to see um, you know from a serious hurler that um, you know he had that honesty to be able to talk about things and I think that would be very helpful to a lot of young people Just quickly before it jumps into my head did you see the part where he wants to start up his own landscaping business yeah. and at the moment he's, he's working, he's working. Yeah, he's <laughs> Is it that pure GEA yeah, like all oh, here look, yeah. well, you, can, you can look after the grounds in Ennis yeah. first anyways and that'll get you going and At least he didn't say car <laughs> <laughs> He'll have business now anyway. <laughs> Sorry go on Cheddar yeah. Sorry to cut you off You, you reckon he might be a transfer to yeah. car there <laughs> Exactly He was a grand um, good Nick Look he's a young player um, he, he's an integral player to, to Clare I, th- I think because of his ball winning ability and look you're looking for a consistency here but look if, if you're managing against Clare and Peter Duggan is that type of player you're probably going to double team him and puck out mm. and all of that and whereas last year he's winning a lot of air game and all of that you know this year you know you've a, you've a plan to actually stop that and he just you might say he's not as consistent but it's not to do with that at all it's the other team have, have figured out how they're going to play against him um, I, I, I remember actually we played again he was very very young at the time we played Clare below and Ennis now the, the, the beat as well the first year I was with Leash he was very impressive that year I mean that's five or six years ago so I reckon Peter is 25 or 26 now and I, I suppose 
I suppose if I was to say about him, um, you'd probably like to see maybe a little bit more of a hard edge to him. He's a big player, um, and you know I, th- I think that would you know give him more consistency if that's if if we can use that word. And I hate using that word without backing it up with good reasons because you know it, yeah. it just means nothing really. He was pretty consistent last year. He was. Oh, he uh, was. He was excellent last and year. And he started to come into the team, and the team is. Play, playing in a different way and um, you know he was very very important to him and you're sort of you're sort of um, you know marking him out for being inconsistent with maybe his first 20 minutes in that game in Croke Park uh, but look what Clare player you know wasn't consistent during that period um, so I, I, I think we're being hard on him to be honest with you I think for a big man he's a very very skillful player um, I think oppos- opposition teams and management will be marking him out now particularly for the air game because he's strong there and you'll see him being double team or you'll see someone just tapping the ball to the floor and, and, and a colleague picking up that ball and then you're wondering why Peter Douglas not getting on the ball more um, so I, I, I think and I go back to that to that mental state I mean I think in, in sports psychologists would call it flow um, but it's very very difficult to get that regularly right throughout a whole lot of games you know I could name them on hand here the players maybe maybe Henry Shefflin maybe there's not an awful lot more of them um, that would get into that state of mind where just things seem to you know you're, you, you seem to be in a flow the whole time the game's going for you um, so you know we're, we're trying to make Peter Duggan here um, yeah. a Christy Ring too early mm, in his career yeah. I, I didn't want to be uh, for that really to turn out to be critical of him but yeah. I think Michael mm. started that off there and I just jumped <laughs> I just jumped on I, it was more about how his mind works that he kind of is aware of when he gets into that mind space that he can do anything uh, it was more kind yeah. of complimentary I was trying to make oh, yeah. it out necessarily than I do take the point that he obviously is very much a confidence player yeah absolutely and, and, and Cheddar hit the nail on the head there Oli. Like he's so good in the air what happens is like as a forward in the half, especially in the half forward line, that puck is going to land on you all the time. You nearly want to mark a player who's also good in the air because two of you go up with your hand and it gives you more of a chance to catch a ball. Right. Because there's no holes up there. And but what's happening? What's going to happen, Peter? Now and it has to happen if you're marking them. You're not going to challenge for the ball at right. all. You're just going to knock it down. And it's very difficult if you're not winning prime position because they'll have players waiting under that break all the time. So his main way of getting the ball last year was catching, fielding the ball from puck outs or high balls coming in from the full back line. That's gone now because you can't allow him to do it because. He's so big for Clare and they haven't got that many ball winners on the half-forward line. He was the main one. So if you stop that, you're going to stop Clare. It's a huge part of their game. So he is going to get so much more attention than last year. So like, it's definitely going to be more difficult. It's that second season thing where he was so good last year. It's going to be very difficult to back that up again this year. But he'll find a way. He will because he's an excellent player. So mm. I just said I, I hope his head doesn't drop too early, and he learns to deal with that that pressure. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Fair enough. Right. Mm. Pr- quick predictions on this, lads. Paddy Power has Clare one to two favourites. Obviously, Cusick Park is a difficult place to go. Wexford are two to one outsiders. Davy going back to Clare doesn't seem to get any headlines anymore. It's just like I mean, it's not it's not even a distraction anymore. But uh, who do you fancy here, Cheddar? Quick. I don't, uh, Clare and Earl, Clare and Ennis are very very difficult to beat. And Clare need to win they need to bounce back uh, after last weekend and I'm going back to that Davy um, factor um, Woolley um, there shouldn't be um, all the Clare players I would think have savage respect for Davy and for what he did for them um, and I know he would have them for, for his own players as well of course they're going to be competitive he's not going to walk into Ennis and, and, and give them a free pass um, on Sunday so I, I, I don't think that that Davy factor is just something that yourselves in the media do sort of build up for a storyline every now and then um, I, I think there will be just too much respect from all of those people with, for, for one another and what, for what they've done for one another I think Claire you're, you're in the media now as well by the <laughs> way we're all, we're all here in the media so like don't start pointing the media you finger at me each other <laughs> 
Well, you're the one asking the questions here now, Woody. If you want me to ask the questions now, fair enough. You're, off, you're <laughs> off doing stuff for RTE as well. I don't, what do you call that, Cheddar? I call that media work. I, I only call that representing the hurling community, Woody. Um, no, back to the serious stuff. Um, I think Clare is starting to need that bounce back and they're very, very difficult to beat there. Now, Wexford have made some changes to their team mm. and have done really, really well. And, and um, you know, I know Tipper missing a player last Sunday and they had to come from well back. But they did dig deep and, you know, Aidan Nolan's point to, to win it is going to give them a little bit of an extra pep in their step this week as well. Yeah, so who would you go? Oh, you go for Clare here at home. Yeah. What about you, Michael? I'm going Clare. Really. I, d- I agree. Like, Wexford Farm is better. They're hurling more, but it's more important to Clare. Yeah. They're home and they have to, they have to win. Okay, so. great stuff. The other, the other big one, Tipperary Kilkenny, is probably the biggest game of the whole weekend. I think Kerry Galway in the football is on as well. I'm not sure which. I think Tip Kilkenny is getting the, the live game, which is fair enough. This is a huge game. This is a huge game in 2010. Is it a huge game now, Michael? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a massive game. Will you like. It, it's so taking hard to on call. less significance though has no, it or am I being no maybe just because it's in the league but they're two massive teams and the supporters will love to see this game and I can't wait for it myself after Kenny being beaten by Limerick and sort of bullied in ways throughout the game I think they're, they're going to really want to bounce back yeah. against Tip but I fancy Tip I think like they, they hurled well they were a man down against Wexford but they still hurled well and they're improving with Liam Shady so I, I fancy uh, Tip Tip are 4-9 to favourites according to Paddy Power and Kilkenny are 9-4 to over 2-1 to you'll get on Kilkenny mm-hmm. on this one Cheddar Yeah um, look it's a very very hard on the call I think it's a very very important game for both teams but not necessarily just because of the history that's between both teams um, you know both need to fix a couple of things full back um, and a couple of positions in the field um, both certainly need to find styles of play because they're missing a couple of players so Kenny probably have less of a concern about that because of the quality of players yeah. that come back there um, but I, I think if you look at Kilkenny last Sunday I mean Limerick scored 2-3 just before half time look that would capsize any team even even Kilkenny um, and they were, they were neck and neck now I know they didn't they sort of faded away a little bit in the second half um, but Kilkenny have done well in Turles against Tip and oftentimes when the chips were down there they've done well against yeah. them um, you know so I think it's really, really hard to call. Um, and I think, you know, if Waters playing in the forward line gives him an outlet there in terms of air game and that, um, look, I think it's going to be, it's a point either way. Um, I just think that, you know, maybe Kilkenny going there, particularly after last Sunday, um, you know, that they'll have that little bit of a dog about them that they just need to dig out a result out of there. Um, you know, look, you could say the same about Tip after mm. last Sunday as well. So, you know, it's nearly the same thing for both sides. Look, I, I'll just go to the other side of the fence. I'll probably give it a, to Kilkenny by a pint, but it's very little to call here. OK, there's a bit of value in that. Just on the, this, I thought Eddie Brennan did some good analysis on Kilkenny. Now, he showed one example of this. I'd like to have seen four or five examples of this to see that this is definitely a problem. But it was cornerback, I'm not sure which one, maybe Tommy Walsh or something had the ball. And it shows, it was kind of showing what Kilkenny did and what he should have done. Yeah. And, like, I mean, he gave us a, a short little uh, stick pass to the half back line. Yeah. I'm not sure which half back got it. But when he got it, he was under a little Didn't bit of pressure. So he, so he threw it up and threw it over his yeah. shoulder and drove it down. Now, Paul Tommy Murphy, Wal- Paul Murphy. Paul Murphy. So Walsh neither made the support run, no. nor was Murphy going to give it to no. him. Nor was Murphy, if you're, why didn't Tommy Walsh just launch it if Murphy was going to launch Same it? Team. So, like, this is where the confusion lies. And, like, say, say the message from Cody or Mick Dempsey or whatever is, right, lads, we want to use the ball better, we don't want to drive it down saying that isn't enough like you have to actually get out and coach it and practice it and say look Paul that's not what we want you to do here like I'm I'm wondering is would that even be highlighted in Kilkenny 
Oh, definitely. De- uh, definitely, because the fact that they're trying that, that short ball is means that, like, that but Cody, the fact that Cody's Murphy, trying but if, it. But he tried it, but, but didn't Murphy go after could have hit the ball. Oh, Murphy could have hit the ball where Paul Murphy hit it. Like, there's no, there's well, no point it. in that. Like, you know, and the support run was there, William. The space was there, and it was very good analysis because that's exactly where the halfback should have been popping at them because you're, you're coming onto a ball at full speed. No one's going to get near you, and then you can look up and ping, ping a ball. Perfect. But you're getting rid of sort of decades of uh, mentality yeah. here. Like, and it's very difficult. To, like, like, like with the Dublin scenario, like, Kenny have never hurled this way, and they have to because they haven't got the ball winners in the half hour, and especially with the lads missing at the moment. They haven't got the ball winners there, so they have to go short. But if you do, you have to you have to hundred percent implement it. And Paul Murphy, we've seen it over and over again in his career, that ball over the shoulder. But he's always had the likes of Richie Power or Richie Hogan or someone up the line who can win it. And yeah. it's not there at the moment. So I, I I don't know if it was just Paul Murphy feeling under pressure there and throwing the ball and getting out of the back line. Or or does he not hundred hundred percent believe in that method yet? But yeah. yeah, they have to because they won't they won't win games playing the way they are at the moment. Well, that's thing. It's neither here nor there, Cheddar. No. Then at that stage, is it? <coughs> well, that's an interesting point in its own right. Um, you know, you kind of confuse styles, um, yeah. or you need to be a very very experienced team to be able to do that to be able to switch over in midstream. Um, and I, I just keep going back to the point, I suppose. And and you know, Michael has made it here. Um, you know, if you're consistently playing in a certain way and that suits the team you're playing and suddenly you're missing TJ Reid and Walter and, and Colin Fennelly and that and they don't have that level of ball winners and there are players I suppose what you're really missing there is that um, sort of a, an understanding of the type of ball that's going to come up there and that's only built up over you know a lot of training and a lot of games together um, so so you know look Brian may not be that terribly concerned about this because he knows that the players that come back in will fix the problem that you've just described um, but I'll I just go back to your point Willie you, you can't have a sort of a mismatch of different styles and I'm not saying for a minute Kenny would have under Brian um, but but you can't have that it needs real clarity about roles um, you know the, the ball you're expecting up the field the ball you're expected to put up the field and all and all of those things um, so I, I think and back to your point if you are going to change something like that you cannot talk about it you've got to rehearse 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 uh, exactly what you're going to do here so it sort of comes second nature to you you don't have to think it out it just that's just the way it happens yeah. and I think Jim moving on to Limerick and Cork that's exactly where the point Limerick are in now it's second nature to them mm. Tom Condon's even doing it like catching a brilliantly inspirational ball and a great temptation would be to launch that and yeah. get another cheer mm. but he's mm. tapping that down yeah. to Dan Morrissey in centre half back and it's mm. been played beautifully into mm. the corners to Galan like they just have it down like I mean you'd imagine they're 8 to 15 and Cork are 15 to 8 here we'll get quickly we'll get predictions on this one uh, like I think it's very that, hard think, to look past Limerick I think that's interesting Willie because you look back at the Dackle Kenny and it, it was shown over Christmas there again Dackle Kenny Limerick game in Turles last year um, the amount of balls that was put into Limerick and the amount of balls that was put into the area where they got scores from um, versus the amount of balls that Kilkenny put in that, that they, they got scores from was was very, very different. Um, and look, it, 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 you know, maybe, I mean, Waller was missing last year and, you know, some of the lads were only after coming back and that. Maybe the result would have been different if you had those type of primary possession winner and players up there. You don't know. Um, but, but certainly the statistics in that game told a very different story about the distribution of the ball and the type of ball that actually went into the forward lines. OK, we're all going for Limerick here. Anyone see Cork? Mm. 
No, Limerick. Sauntering through this league, waiting for the hard ground, waiting well, for the sun nah, and the yeah. rebels. And the, if there's no if there's no supporters there, they don't want to perform. They're not, in, <laughs> they're not too interested. They've only they got one goal, and it's unusual. And, and they're just Corker struggling at the moment. But the big story really is, is like is Limerick. Like they've started twenty four different players this year so far. Like last year in the championship campaign, they had twenty seven players that played throughout it. Yeah. Eight of them haven't even comp- played a minute this year. Yeah. The, like the panel that John Coyley and the, the competitive environment he's creating. It's incredible. Yeah. Like, and whoever's coming in are doing as good, if not a better job, than the lads who are missing. So, like, it's very hard to look past them. I know it's only February, but yeah. such a young panel and they're so competitive at the no, moment. No, it is. It is. I mean, you, we can't make judgments throughout the league because we we did that with Tipperary before and yeah. maybe even Galway, and it doesn't work out like that. But everybody talks about the, the Kilkenny players to come back. They talk about the Galway players to come back. Yeah. Limerick have a longer list of lads not, off from all Ireland winners, and oh. nobody. You know what I mean? They're just seamlessly just continuing on so yeah. like I mean it's, it, it really is incredible stuff I, I think they were very emphatic um, against Kilkenny um, and they certainly made a statement of intent there against uh, Tip 2 though they beat Tip well yeah, in the oh, second absolutely. half you know, I, I, this year, this year uh, you, know, um, you know you just you know you won't know until a couple of months time was that the glory after winning in All-Ireland because sometimes that sometimes that's sustains you and I'm not saying for a minute Limerick are a brilliant brilliant team winning All-Ireland you don't win that without being really great just one comment on Cork um, I think John Myler might be happy enough. He got a win last Sunday, um, and uh, you know you can't stay going uh, trying players and testing players mm. and losing matches because eventually that hurts you and you lose momentum and you lose a little bit of belief and all of that and the fans lose belief in you and so on and so on and there's knock-on effects of that. But uh, you know just 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 stand back for a minute. He's got Alan Cadigan uh, back hurling. He's got Tim Mahoney as centre back. Um, he's got Aidan Welsh in the full forward line. He's got Luke Mead, who's definitely improved his performance over the mm. last couple of years. Um, and look, Steve McDonald's back. And Steve McDonald, a really, really good man marker, tight marker. Um, you know, so look, he's five players probably that he has more. You know, so what killed him in the All Ireland semi final last year was just lack of strength and depth, really, in the terms of the players come in. Well, he definitely has sorted that out. Um, so, he, you know, him, he, I'd say he's happy enough with where things are with Cork as well. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Offaly Galway, lads, I'm not throwing this to you because Offaly are going really badly yeah. and Galway will win. That one, big one for us. Cheddar is Carlo Leash. This is in um, Dr. Cullen Park. Very disappointing that it's on at the same time as the football game against Westmead. So you're splitting the Leash support straight away, which is probably going to hurt the hurlers for the for the people who follow both. Maybe I'm wrong on that, Cheddar. I'm not sure the footballers will be slightly better supported. So that's very very disappointing. This is a huge game. It looks like uh, Marty Cavan is going to be out. He did his hamstring last week. You don't get back in a week from a hamstring, mm, no, no matter no, what, no matter what type of hamstring. They had a fella, Dermot Byrne, who was only brought on the last day. He was got a straight red card for a pull after 52 minutes. Like, I mean, this will put Leash into a quarter-final, Cheddar, if they win this one. Well, it puts both of them into a quarter-final, uh, will, will if they win it, if I don't win it. Um, um, look, it, it's a hugely important game for both teams. Um, you know, Carlo, when I mean, we've spoken up Carlo genuinely and honestly um, in one of the shows here recently, um, they're certainly the most improved team in Ireland um, in, in terms of hurling. And their success has proved that in terms of Chris Ring, Joe McDonough, and now stepping up through. And they're playing in the Leinster Championship this year. Um, but I, I just know from my own time that if you could get to a league quarter final and get a performance out of that it's a fantastic platform then to approach the championship for this type of team it might be different for little Kennys and Tipperary's and that um, but you know you, you need some things like that going for you to just you know build belief within the team that and, and, and momentum within the team and get everybody pulling in the one direction and that so it is a very very important for them and you know even just take Carlo I mean they're going into a Leinster championship against some serious team and they're going to have a right assault off of that, off, off of that championship um, but to be knocked back and 
and um, you know knocked back in, in, in into a relegation playoff maybe with whoever else you know wouldn't be the right way to go now look I'm not just saying this is a least person performances um, and their success over the last year and the fact that the game is in Carlo where they drew with Galway recently you know, makes some obvious favourites for, for Sunday but I, 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 the first half of Leash against Offaly um, I thought Leash done some good things um, and you know they, they certainly should have scored a lot more for the for the creativity that they had within their team and if they had they would have probably you know won easily against Offaly now their second half performance wasn't as good it would take the first half performance of Leash to beat Carlo um, and you know so Leeds are going to have to win the Carlo on Sunday with you know max performance from every single player and anybody coming onto the field I think to win the game but if they did that and they get into a league quarter final it certainly is a great platform then to, to you know build for your championship later on in the year It does and I was talking to Tommy Fitzgerald in the gym two weeks ago there and he was saying there's about 14 lads that could be in there that aren't in there and like a league quarter final cheddar like these fellas could start sending in text messages going look m- my work commitments weren't as bad as they were or you know whatever excuse they gave not to be in there which I am surprised a manager with the standing of Eddie Brennan hasn't you know what I mean hasn't been attractive enough to make these fellas want to commit that didn't commit I, I look, look Uli, sometimes again you know I, I'm, I'm always slapping down general suggestions my apologies in this Uli, but I'm always slapping down uh, things like that because you know what are the real reasons here like I know some of these players and there are some genuine personal reasons that I cannot commit sometimes that is business but there's also the other thing and, and, and this is a wider issue that the you know the goals for Leash in a hurling team they're, you know they're in the John McDonough um, and, and so on they're just not as attractive as the Kilkenny's and Tipperary's what we've discussed here for the last half an hour and I, I, I'm just going back to that old chestnut of mine that you know the people that make decisions in the G8 I, I, I'm, I'm absolutely sure they don't understand the thing that drives players in these counties and if you look at Carlo um, you know look their success last year from coming from the base to where for the last two years you know has driven um, you know a real interest in hurling in Carlo at the minute that even the likes of Marty Cavan is not going to go to the States this year um, whereas the previous year he did the reasons that players take those type of decisions is that they just don't see enough at the end of the whole year to, to commit so much. This is full on, full time for everybody and it's a huge huge commitment and a huge sacrifice from players. And I'm not saying that, that, that that's any right and wrong with that. It should be like that. You know the, 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 the um, I suppose the prize here for to play for your county, the pride to play for your county is so big and it should be so big. But sometimes the product at the end of it is not as attractive. The carrot is not as attractive for some counties and in that, in that area you have to work much harder to motivate players and work in a very different way you cannot walk into a, um, a Carl or a Westmead and Leash and, and, and just say well look they're going to play for the county and everything's going to be grand you've got to get in behind talk to them find out who their friends are talk to them talk to their family understand absolutely everything about the player before you even go to the player to talk to them and, and, and find out is there something here that we can do in the background that can make this a little bit easier for the player to play with the county and make it more attractive and hopefully over time when you get all of those things sort of wired up then you get the competitiveness and team competitiveness that you're looking for so uh, it's mistake, very difficult the mistake Eddie Brennan made is he didn't go up for a cup of tea with the Keenans up in cameras like you did I know, no, no, no I wouldn't, I wouldn't no, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm joking, no, I'm joking. No, this is a very serious business yeah. for me uh, Willie and, and uh, you know I wouldn't simplify it like that to be honest with you and I know um, uh, look I'd be gobsmacked if any manager didn't do everything within their power to make this happen but sometimes it just 
won't happen and you just have to move on after some period of time you just have to move on you can't keep just coming back and knocking on the door Yeah exactly alright last game then is Dublin Waterford lads we can't spend any more time we've talked about Dublin we'll just get a quick prediction off you on this one really important one Michael I'm going Dublin because it's so important Willie. it's in Parnell Park I think they have to win I think just just for their own to get that bit of belief as Sheller said earlier just to get that bit of belief in the squad and what Maddie's trying to do um, they need a performance this weekend so I'm going Dublin OK you go Dublin you know, I, would agree, I would actually agree with uh, uh, Michael and this man yes and because it's in Parnell Park um, yeah. you're, you're very very difficult to beat there as well um, um, and actually well, that's an interesting um, that's an interesting statistic now to look at um, you know in terms of home venues you know how important is that to teams definitely Parnell you Park and Ennis is, is, yeah. is, and it's an important game you know Watford are a serious team and yeah. a lot of people are writing them off I don't know why um, and Park has been in a good shape and that and you know so I think it'll be a cracking game but I, I just think that uh, you, as your Michael has said is right that Dublin needs a little bit more and will dig a little bit deeper for this one Alright great stuff lads I'll go for Waterford for what it's worth <laughs> there in that one um, that's always time for this week we'll be back on Monday as usual um, with a review show we'll talk to you then good luck We were only the small little fish out there so we are and uh, we're trying hard to make it through but it's hard to get the breaks when you're the smaller fish. Because I love this county so much, you know, and it's just, I'm delighted that the lads, the lads did it for the people of Warford today because, like, I'm, heart, I'm heartbroken. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA ambassadors and other high-profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.